What up, beer drinkers? How y'all doing this week? Man, we got a great show for you this week. I drink an excellent New England-style IPA from Chicago, Illinois. And Social Chromatic drinks, uh, I don't know, some type of German beer? I fucking forgot. <laughs> but he liked it, though. He liked it. Um, yeah, in fact, you know what? No, I, it was a rot beer. And I, I kept hearing Rausch beer. I, or I, either that or I thought he, mis, he was mispronouncing it. But by the end, we get it. It's a rot beer. And yeah, so we, we drink, drink and review those. And then if you notice, this one's a little bit longer than the last few. Uh, that's because, uh, well, there's a couple reasons why our shows go a little bit longer. It's either A, because, well, obviously we talk about beer. But the, the filler, the, the add-in, the, uh, the extras, if you will, uh, it's either if it's going to be Star Wars, football, or hip-hop. And again, once again, it is hip-hop. We go over the most sampled uh, beats uh, that are used in hip-hop. And it goes back all the way to the 60s, 70s, 80s. Uh, just a bunch of old cuts from... Uh, some maybe some cuts you've heard of before and maybe some beat cuts you've never even heard of the whole song just the portion that uh, popular hip-hop songs have used and there's a reason why they've been used it was fucking fantastic either they're super sophisticated or they're very easy to rhyme over <laughs> so that's why we had a lot we had a good time with that one um, anyway, so before we get to the show, just want to do the plugs. Don't forget to follow us on Untapped and Instagram, and I guess kind of threads that kind of fell off the last couple of weeks. Eh, whatever. All right, uh, so without further ado, it's time for another Cold Brew. Coming at your pre-recorder from Cold Brew Studios, I am Greg, he is Sorcerer Chromatic, and we're here to talk about beer. Yes, we are. How you doing this week, man? Doing well, man. How about you? I am doing just dandy. I had a, I had a fun weekend, man. I actually uh, helped uh, one of my new friends uh, brew some beer, so it was kind of fun. Well, is that when you just washed his equipment while he did all the real work? Pretty much, yeah. I, okay. I, all he did was ask questions <laughs> while he while he was doing what he was doing. <laughs> First one, like, so who are you ripping off? <laughs> <laughs> hey, he asked me what, what he should brew next, and I threw out there, uh, I want to Pliny the Younger uh, clone. And he's like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, may- maybe. He said maybe, so we'll see. We'll see. I think... Uh, he wants to do. Uh, you know what you should have said, right? What? You should have said a cold brew. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I, I should have. I really should have. Anyway. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, well, I wouldn't say a a, a Pliny uh, clone, but like a, a you know a, a Pliny inspired triple that would compete with like that one in the uh, the Exodus by Moonraker or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking too. Just uh, just because he he's got his own like his own vision of what he wants to brew and he brews everything he wants but i think he's gonna kind of get bored so he just wants you know outside uh um suggestions so yeah and i think anything at this point from anyone outside of his brain would be welcome so but he i think he's gonna brew uh 
an Oktoberfest beer because someone else mentioned it. So I think he's gonna do he's gonna do that one first, and maybe I can sneak in there and get a Pliny uh, clone. So we'll see. It's, it's yeah. too late for Oktoberfest. Uh, that's what I said. He said he could do it. So, but or not? That's not what what I said, but that's what was said. And he said he has a technique that he could uh, brew a, a lager uh, that quick in time for Oktoberfest. Mm. So we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, had fun. Um, and but yeah, let's talk about some beer, shall we? Sure. All right. So first, I have from our friends up at. Hot Butcher for the World, out in Chicago, Illinois. I have their IPA called Got a Guy. And Got a Guy is a reference to like, oh, you know, I got a guy for that. And it is, yeah, it's an IPA and it's called, uh, (laughs) it's called, it has uh, Nelson Salvin and Nectaron hops. And it is... 6.5% 6.5% ABV. And that's about all I... Uh, what else do you need, right? So without further ado, pop off. What do you have this week? Get ready mm-hmm. for the butchery. I have the... Uh, gosh, I can't even say it. The Achstellenverla. <laughs> which what you know that that one German one I can't say <laughs> but it's their Sherling Clara Cherrywood Smoke <laughs> so it, it's their red lager that's a uh, barrel aged in um, uh, Cherrywood I guess I don't know I don't speak German that, dude that, anyway. was, that was perfect bro I know a little German he's sitting over there <laughs> so it says for the Ach. Curla Weisschessel Red Lager. We dry the malt over fire made of high quality cherry wood instead of beech. Ooh, in your face, Anheuser. Cherry wood has a fruity, sweet aroma and provides a copper red color. The finest aroma hops add berry notes to this full bodied, pleasantly palatable beer. Uh, 4.6 ABV. This is one of the last traditionally made smoked beers. The Osh Schlingerla Rock Beer is a pass is a passenger in the arc of taste by Slow Food. That was a, a quote, I guess. So yeah, it's, <laughs> it's cherry wood smoke basically. Yeah. These uh these smoked German beers. I got a can though. Normally they're the, those little weird, uh, I guess pint bottles or the. The 16.9s, whatever. Anyway, uh, enough of my uh, my butchery and uh, offending another <laughs> language. And uh, Papa. Man, like you, you do it to yourself, too. You know, you're going to be have, you know, you're going to have to pronounce these names. Oh, yeah. I, I did no research. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> at, at this point, I mean, come on. Yeah. Hey, you know, I have the gimmick where like I, I forget what, what beer you have. You're going to have to <laughs> this. This one's going to be for real. You're going to have to. Oh geez! Spell it for yeah. me later on. <laughs> You're like, I didn't even know you had a beer. I thought you were just, <laughs> thought you were just spitting on a microphone. <laughs> they had to cough something up. <laughs> anyway, all right. So this uh, got a guy, man. This is this is excellent. It's a hazy style IPA or uh, New England style, whatever you want to call it. It's a 
from Chicago, so I guess not New England. But you know what I'm talking about. It's hazy. It's juicy. It's fucking awesome, man. It's got some like berry notes to it. Um, some mango, some stone fruit. I don't know if it's apricot or or peach, but man, this is this is fucking awesome. I'm gonna rate this one really high. I already, uh, I kind of knew it with the Nelson and the Nectaron. I'm I'm getting I'm kind of cozying up to this Nectaron hop. It's not the first time I've had it. I've had it on the show a few times, but and then Nelson, man, Nelson's always been one of my favorites since back in the uh, the Alpine beer days. Remember Alpine beer? Alpine, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, they're they're Nelson. That was the first time I ever had it. That was a phenomenal beer, and it was just showcasing that hop. So I've always been a fan since then, since like I think 2014, 15, right, like when we started the show. So yeah, this is fucking awesome. This is great, and I know I'm gonna rate this beer later. Um, very high, very high on Untapped. So how's your uh, how's your German beer? <laughs> that's that's all I'm gonna call it. Seriously, this is nice. This tastes like, um, oh gosh, it reminds me of like uh, the Gornbier Schmerzen, just the traditional German beer. Just mm-hmm. it's got that smoke note to it. Really yeah. nice. Very, very good. I'm, I'm not a big Rausch beer fan, but you know, I, I, I get their appeal, but it's just not my deal. But um, that's good that you like, like it. Like a lambic, right? <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah. Um, very same uh, thought process. Different beer, but yes. All right, so. Uh, we're going to rate our beers later on in the show during our untapped s- segment. Uh, just follow us on untapped cold brew podcast and friend us and we'll friend you back. But right now it's time for some beer news. I don't know. I have a couple stories and one like just observation. Um, first story. Did you hear? I don't know if have you heard recently, the from the fallout, the Bud Light fallout. They started uh, laying off a lot of people. No, I didn't hear that. Yeah, um, in case you somehow missed it, Bud Light hasn't been a particularly popular beverage choice for conservatives or liberals this year, or even like craft beer fans like us. Uh, back in April, Bud Light sent social media influencer Dylan Mulvaney a personalized can, just one can. Not a six-pack. Didn't fucking sell it in stores, but just sent, sent her one can, and it sent everybody over the fucking edge. Um, now, after a long, tumultuous year, Anheuser-Busch is cutting roughly 380 corporate staff jobs. The figure represents less than 2% of the company's workforce, but it's still a measurable drop. CEO Brendan Whitworth says the decision is made in the best interest of future long-term success for the company. In a statement via Food Dive, Whitworth explains these corporate structure changes will enable our teams to focus on what we do best, brewing great beer for everyone, and earning our place in the moments that matter. The jobs of Anheuser-Busch drivers, salesmen, brewery, and warehouse workers will not be affected. So yeah, people are losing jobs over at Bud Light. And that leads me to an observation that I've seen. So I been paying a little bit more close attention to the uh, Major League Baseball this year. And because of my new position at work, I have a lot, a lot of time. So I've been, I, I watch highlights at work. I watch highlights of, uh, of Giants baseball at work. And what I've noticed, and even on, on, on just watching highlights at home on SportsCenter and 
just uh you know at, at bars that are showing games there's a bigger push this year and even online too in social media there's a bigger push this summer for budweiser over bud light so it seems like anheuser-busch is like oh bud light is kind of hurting right now let's not push that so much even though they're still kind of coming out with instagram posts and and uh, tweets or they call x's now what are they called now what's twitter called now when when you do it instead of doing a tweet what is it called an x um anyway so it just seems like anheuser-busch is pushing budweiser now over bud light that i don't know have you have you noticed that or have you just it hasn't come into your field of vision yet yeah i guess that's not my field of vision okay and real quick uh total tasteless joke is uh so they they fired all the corporate yes men at that, that slide, right? <laughs> I wouldn't call that tasteless. I think that's fucking right on the head. Anyway, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. Again, going back to that whole story about the Mulvaney, mm -hmm. it's like Bud Light for me is a no, but regardless, yeah. it, it's been that way for for years. Yeah. Year, I'm talking since I was in my twenties. All right, mm -hmm. so you know do the math but um yeah you know the whole up in arms because of that whatever at the same time it's like no one spoke up and said hey maybe this isn't a good idea for our image you know yeah yeah because Bud Light is very uh um was loved you know in, in a lot of circles in the in the south and they're very conservative down there but anyway I, I'm not I'm not doesn't affect me at all I'm still going to bed at night uh sleeping very well the fact that Bud Light is down in sales. I don't care. Um, Here we go. Next story. Anchor Brewing. This one hits a little bit closer to home for you. Uh, a little bit further away from home uh, for me now that I'm out here in Arizona. But Anchor Brewing Union asked Sapporo for a fair chance to bid on company. So even though Sapporo, the company, <clears throat> the corporation, says they brew their last batch of Anchor beer, um... The employees of Anchor want to buy out the the brewery and have it an employee-owned brewery. Uh, workers at Anchor Brewing have urged the firm that owns the beloved San Francisco icon to give workers a fair chance to bid on a purchase of the historic facility. Since Sapporo announced Anchor Brewing would close and cease operations at its brewery on Deharo Street, employees have organized an effort to save the business and run it as a worker-owned corporate uh, cooperative. Excuse me. In a press release sent to the standard, the San Francisco Standard Thursday evening, Warehouse Union Local 6, which represents roughly 40 workers at the brewery, said that since the union gave notice of its intent to bid, Sapporo told the group it would release financial information on the state of the business only if the group appointed a representative. Yet just over a week after the union announced its intensive bid, Sapporo has now refu refused to give the relevant financial information over to the group, according to union spokesperson Pedro Sa. Today, Thursday, July 27, Sapporo informed us that they were refusing to grant us access to this financial information, claiming that it was now too close to the date when they would hand over control of their assets. Sa wrote in an email to The Standard, this is despite the fact that other prospective buyers had already been given access to this financial information. So 
we had, we talked about it uh what last no a couple weeks ago that anchor brewing was going out of business and a bunch of people investors said they wanted to uh buy the business from Sapporo now the union the workers wanted to buy the business um it seems like there's still a lot of interest to keep anchor brewing open even if they don't distribute or is not as big as before it would still be a san francisco icon in the brewing industry um have you heard anything about that or how do you feel about um maybe keeping it open a little bit longer i you know i'm for the um kind of, i guess the uh the rebirth of anchor i mean i mm. hope that good, good whoever term. gets it mm -hmm. Whoever gets it opens it as Anchor again, not Sapporo-owned Anchor. That it is, what, what was it like? It was like four years, right? Three or four years it's been Sapporo? Yeah, I, I, that's pretty close. Maybe even less than. Yeah. But, but yeah, going just back to the roots, back to, I mean, damn, back to the the uh, the little, well, the, on the brewery pub, but even the little stand that uh, across McCovey Cove from, uh, from Oracle, where the yeah. Giants play, just... Just part of of the uh, the uh, Bay Area West Coast mm -hmm. beer uh, <clears throat> landscape. So, yeah. whoever could buy it and do that, I, I, you know, yes, I, I, I'm for the little guy. If it's if it's owner operated, you're talking people who have big stakes in it. Yeah. If it's just some, I mean, you know, some crazy, you know, tech millionaire that opens it up for a hobby at the same time, does it right? Let's. Uh, <laughs> gets a good staff in there and people who care cool mm -hmm. if it's you know somewhat another just business guy that's not you know seriously if you care about craft beer you can't care about the bottom line yeah i mean so some guy who's still going to do right by the product and what that name means i mean you're buying a hell of a name if you're totally outside of it so you, you got to do right by it that, that's my thought you know yeah, again i get that it's not my money. It's not my money. It, it, it's not my time. It, it, it's not, you know, my, my future. So you asked me what I thought. I mean, that would be the best. Just someone who's going to do right by the name. Long story short. I, I, I like that. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. <laughs> I, I laughed because when he, when he talked about some tech guy, I thought about uh, Elon Musk buying it and changing the name to X. Yeah. No, but like uh, the Oracle guy, right? Larry Ellison. I mean, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Dude, what... what What's what's owning a beer company going to do to him? Even if he's bleeding every year, you know. Yeah, <laughs> T totally, man. Like that's you. You think of all those those billionaires. M number one, they have money to to spend, and what uh, what's a like a, a few hundred thousand dollars to a billionaire? It's like nothing. Exactly. I am, and and that that kind of like if 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 anything, it makes sense for or not in sense, but it. It would be a cool tie-in to the Oracle Park whole deal. And now that you brought him up, I didn't even think of him. But anyway, whoever buys it, I hope they uh, um, do the, do right by the name that it has set um, for not only for San Francisco but for craft beer um, as the uh, in the U.S. Very nice. All right, that's exactly. all I have. Yeah, that's all I have for this week. Um, so you know what that means. I think I do. It's time for everyone's favorite segment on Cold Brew because it's my favorite segment. It's time for the Cold Brew List. 
as we as proceed, we proceed oh. to give you what you need. So let me ask you this. Hmm. What's a staple of hip hop music? A staple? Um, the beat. Right. Beats rhyme. Uh, okay. Is life. Yeah. Beats. Yes. No, what I'm getting at is a, a lot of a lot of great uh, hip hop music goes back uh, to uh, sampling old beats that are already made. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what gave rise to hip hop—the break beat. Right. In fact, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I, I was even uh, telling her dad this that like a lot of this stuff is is kids just with a, a music inkling of of having the uh, beats from songs that their parents played in their heads when they were mm-hmm. when they write rhymes. Right. And then they they uh, they get a producer to to push it up a level and and either speed it up, slow it down, you know. Uh, do some effects to it or add some secondary sound and bam, you got a, you got a, a, a lot cooler beat or mm-hmm. a, a more modernized beat to go along with the, your style of music. Yeah. Especially with the, and then, yeah, the, the, with computers and being able to, to loop it and, you know, being able to, to, to dial it in perfectly. Yeah. Right. And then too, I mean, it, it's brought to light uh, through the Netflix series, uh, the get down, mm. the, the break beat. Yeah, the breakbeat that very, that very crucial part between, uh, the between verses. Uh, verses mm-hmm. uh, yeah, on a song, that kind of uh, changed. I had a, had a, took out some sound and and really drove the baseline and and then, you know, that's how, or, or, that's or, how hip hop and breaking started. Was yeah. was uh, the two turntables, they would go back and forth just looping the breakbeat. Uh, by record, by hand, yeah. basically, and, and and like the drum and, fills and the bass fills that that, fill, for lack of a better term, filled those break beats. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, with that little music lesson, I am going to give you the ten most sampled break beats of all time. Ooh, okay. And you kind of be surprised of how some hard songs have the roots of a song that's kind of uh very uh very lighthearted or e- almost easy easy listening do i see yeah yep and speaking and, of easy listening yeah. remind me of easy listening later <laughs> okay how, how far later like after the after the list or halfway through the list <laughs> after the list okay during our, our shenanigans okay write it down though so you don't forget Eh, all right, whatever. Keep going. I already forgot. What are you supposed to ask me? Uh, how do you spell your beer? <laughs> <laughs> Correctly. Okay. All right, number 10. Number 10, Ashley's Roach Clip by the Soul Searchers, 1971. Hmm. All right, let's see. I'm going to try to play it right now. So that one is um, famously used by Eric B. and Rakim for Paid in Full. Right. It's also sampled on Set Adrift My, on Memory Bliss oh, by yeah. PM Don. Unbelievable by EMF. That's not, that, uh, I Durant, don't believe that one. Oh, yeah, I know. It's so <laughs> unbelievable. And then uh, Duran oh. Duran's Come Undone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Uh, by Lloyd and Little Wayne for Girls Around the World. Oh, okay. I remember that one. So that's, 
number 10. Mm-hmm. Number nine, The Big Beat by Billy Squire. Tell me what's it going. All right. So this one by Billy Squire is famously known by Run DMC for Here We Go, parentheses, Live at the Fun House. Mm-hmm. And it's also been used by 99, uh, for Jay-Z by 99 Problem. Or, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> also been used by Jay-Z for 99 Problems. and dizzy rascal on fix up look sharp now here's the thing on this one which i i got the vibe from they kind of mention uh led zeppelin's when the levy breaks as well now i thought now i don't know if that's going to spoil this list but to me when i ever hear break beats and stuff when the levy breaks is like that's what i first think of because that's uh, such a an awesome uh, baseline, and there's another one too. I'm not gonna say it too, um, just to spoil it. But the, like for me, for old school samples that have been done again and again, mm-hmm. um, when the levy breaks is one of them, and and even um, on Rock the Bells Radio, the Ella Cool J, they have a um, yeah. uh, a show called Salute the Sample, where they play the uh, the old school to first use a sample, and they play a more modern one too. So. And then they acknowledge the original song too. So, so like they kind of feature three songs, even though they only play two of them. Mm. So, uh, yeah, when the levy breaks, uh, and then they like will use like rhyming and stealing a lot, and then like yeah. another song. So nice, but yeah, uh, yeah. When the levy breaks, it, you have that huge fucking kick drum, and it's like almost kind of clean. And that's what reminds me of. The, this uh, Billy Squire big beat It's just a huge fucking beat And it's very simple But it's very effective Especially for hip hop Yeah, two things about One That Love Breaks Number one, do you know Even that song alone Is a remake Of some old soul song? I don't know oh, if you knew but, that or not Yeah, Led Zeppelin They, they stole a bunch of their songs Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And two um, it, it, When they recorded it It was at some uh, some mansion in, like in Europe that they used oh, to record yeah. music at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know that story. They they rented out a cottage, like a mansion cottage, like out in the yeah. middle of the the the, co- yeah. the out in the middle of the country somewhere just to record a album or two. Right, but they they set up the drums in the entryway, mm. and they put the microphone like on the second floor. That you know, it, it was a straight shot from the entryway to look up to the second floor where the oh, microphone okay. was. But like it captured all the echo acoustics the reverb, from, the, from yeah. the house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. I didn't know that. That's kind of cool, fucking cool. And in case it's not featured, for those of you that don't know, when the levy breaks, um, the intro to rhyming and stealing. That's like the best, I guess, cut yeah. of it. Yep. That that big they let drum. it run long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Number eight, Hayachi by Lafayette Afro Rock Band. Yeah, I love that beat, man. I didn't know. I didn't know that's where it was from. That's a no, great neither beat. did I. I. I like that one and um, prominently featured by uh, Biz Marquis and uh, TJ Swan. Mm-hmm. And nobody beats the Biz. Nice. Uh, rest in peace, Biz Marquis, by the way. Yep. And um, let's see. Um, Biz Marquis knows beats the beats. Um, 
Feel the Beat by LL Cool J. Mm-hmm. Um, Timberland flipped that one out. And um, and Jingle and Baby. Marley, <laughs> Marley Mar also used it um, as well. Mm-hmm. And he also, uh, what you call it, mixed it in with uh, Fly Like an Eagle by uh, Steve Miller Band. Yep. And Naughty Ben H used it on Everything's Gonna Be All Right. And Public Enemy used it on Can't Trust It. Yeah. Some badass shit. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Number seven, Papa Was Two by Joe Tex, 1966. Hmm. All right, here's a little sample. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, from EPND, Jane was one of the notable songs that featured this one. All right, let's listen to that one right now. Oh, All yeah, right, got, baby, you can call me there. It's got that tramp in it. Remember, remember that song, Tramp? What you call oh, me? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then also, uh, that beat was also used by Dos Effects in Real Hip Hop. Yep. And, well, EPMD Jane and Ice Cube's 24 with an L. That's right. It's also Ooh. used a little bit in uh, Players Club, Rapping Forte. Yeah. And, and Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to F with. And Headbanger by EPMD. It's been a lot. I mean, all these, I mean, all these on your list have been using, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of songs, hip hop songs. So, yeah, I mean, we, we can keep going on. And I, these are just a few of, of all the songs that they're featured in. Hey, not to call out Mr. Joe Tex or anything, but I wonder if he made more royalty money than original money. Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe. And, it, well, and. and and not knocking his talent too, but maybe just his record deal back in the day. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is 1966. Uh, I mean, you know, he's a black dude. Probably yeah. wasn't given the first of handshakes. And I'm just throwing it out there. He might not even get any royalties the way the fucking. Oh, oh yeah, that's another thing too. Yeah. yeah, he might not even have the rights to to that music. Too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that fucking I feel sucks. Bad just right? mentioning that. I know, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. Number six. Hey, real quick, I I, I yeah. just heard an interview with DJ Quick not too long ago. Nice, and yeah. um, I love that guy. And he talked, about, yeah, he talked about um, not clearing samples and um, mm. mm-hmm. you know settling up afterwards and the whole like you know it would have been cheaper to do it originally and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So um, when it came down for him, when someone didn't clear a sample with him, he he never charged them anything, and then. Uh, if someone asked him for a sample, he uh, approved it without charging him anything. And That's they asked him awesome. why. And it, yeah, and they asked him why. He goes, because like, I'm an artist and I appreciate an artist. And if he needs to use my art to make his art, then cool. I'm with it. Go for it. You know what yep. I mean? He goes, because I, I already did what I needed to do with that. If someone's going to do something else with it, cool. Let him do something else with it. The fact that they know that where it came from and... The fact that their fans probably know where it came from is good enough for me. So I thought that was cool. Yeah, I remember uh, an interview on that same like level. Um, somebody interviewed Tom Petty back in the day, and they wanted to know what they thought about Red Hot Chili Peppers' Danny California because it sounded a lot like the, his uh, last dance with Mary Jane. He's like, I, I don't care. <laughs> like, let him, let him do it. Like, yeah, it's all about being an artist, you know? Right. It's the same thing. All right, let's let's keep uh, let's keep on with the list. Well, produced by Rick Rubin, who sued himself. So. <laughs> All right, 
Next. Number six. Apache by the incredible Bangope. Oh, man. Let's listen to this one. Ooh. Oh, yeah. This is a big one, dude. Mm. Yeah, a bunch of times. Yeah, all over the place. Yeah. Um, what you call it? Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. Mm-hmm. Adventures of Grandmaster Flash on the Wheels of Steel. And I was just doing the beat, but the you know the the whole Apache. Ding, 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 oh yeah, ding, the whole Apache. Ding, ding. <laughs> it reminds me of that. Remember that Fresh Prince of Bel Air episode where yeah. him and Carlton were doing the 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 dance off or whatever the the talent show yeah. at the country club. <laughs> didn't uh didn't like uh, Jeffrey or Uncle Phil jump in with them to do the dance? No, that was the one where. Where they substituted like a, a rag doll for Carlton because Will Smith like threw him out into the into the audience. <laughs> oh, you know, though, that yeah, that beat to um one of my favorite uh roots songs, uh, "Thought at Work," that has that that bongo style drum. Oh, okay, yeah, or a sample, yeah, yeah. Um, just rolling through some of the uh, the other ones. The MC Hammer turned this mother out. Wu Tang Clan, protect your neck. Uh, those are two of the ones that uh that I see, but yeah, thought it worked. Yeah, there, there it is. Yeah, yeah, it's on the list too. Fucking awesome. Right on. All right, what's next? Number five. It's a new day by Skull Snaps. Oh, and this here's a little sample for y'all. Hmm. That's good. That's some good shit right there. Yeah, that was a good one, man. Yeah. Um, known for uh, by Steezos, It's My Turn, Dos Effects, Mike Chaka, which was a really, really good song. Oh, I mean, that fuck. throws me back to the 90s hip-hop. Um, the Far Side's Passing Me By. Oh, Prodigy's yeah. Prodigy's Poison. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was in the movie from uh, the beat from Rob Duggan's Club to Death. That oh. was on the Matrix soundtrack. I'm sorry. There we go. Oh wow! And it was it was also in uh, Funky Child by uh, Lords of the Underground. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a another standout one. Oh fuck yeah, dude! Number four, Amen, Brother by the Winstons, all the way from 1969. It's a little bit down the way, just not right away. That one, that one is fucking. That was that's a very complicated beat. I'm surprised it's it's actually been used so often. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I'm listening to it still because, yeah, they. Um, well, the one that gets a lot of credit for it is uh, "Straight Outta Compton." Yep. Uh, King of Beats by Mantronics. Uh, Super Shark Shooter by the Ganja Crew. Who else got is on this one? Oh, uh, um, Pigs by Tyler the Creator. I'm not a big Tyler guy, but you know, he he does a lot of good stuff um, that the younger hip hop fans are are what do you call it are are privy to. Anyway, there, there's a lot, right. man. There's a lot. There, I'm going through the list, and 
I really don't know a lot of these songs, but if they're used on it, then, you know, what can you do? I mean, Straight Outta Compton is the one that you, that, that's the biggest one right. on, on the list. So. The standout. Yep. The stand, there you go. The standout. I like it. Cool, man. All right. Let's keep going. Um, were we number three? Number three. Uh, Synthetic Substitution by Melvin Bliss. Mm, 1973. Yeah. Oh, this one's funky, dude. Oh, you got that bass line that comes in. Yeah, that one's good, man. That one's really, like, you have to really clip that out because, you know, when the bass line hits and then the, the melody or the lyrics start. So, but those first, like, two or three fucking beats, damn, really good. Um, known by Ultramatic MC's Ego Tripping, mm-hmm. which was featured on Tony Hawk's Underground 2, by the way. Oh, okay. I didn't play that one, but I believe. Yeah. Uh, not, yeah. Naughty by Nature, OPP, I heard that. Yeah. Uh, Bring the Ruckus, too. I heard that. By oh, Wu-Tang yeah. Clan. Mm-hmm. Who else? Um, also on uh, New God Flow by Pusha T and Kanye West. Um, then Don't Believe the Hype by Public Enemy. Dwick by Gangstar and featuring Nice and Smooth. That's a great fucking song, man. Real quick. Yeah. You know what Dwick stands for? I think you told me, but I forgot. Go ahead. Uh, do what you can, kid. Oh, I like it. I like it. I thought it was just like a, a like another way of saying dick. Yeah, penis reference. That's what everyone thinks. Yeah. No, but it, that's a great song. In fact, even that song gets sampled. I, for, I forgot what one of the uh, either Nice and Smooth says something on that song that gets sampled a lot. Fuck. Now now I'm pissed off because I don't know it and I'm and I brought it up. All right, let, let's keep going because uh, otherwise I'm just gonna keep kicking myself for not remembering. Go ahead. Number two, um, and this is the one that I mentioned earlier with uh, when when I think of samplers mm-hmm. or I'm sorry, sampled songs or yeah, I do call them samplers like that or, or like staples. Um, well, it was uh, when the levees break, and then this one um, by James Brown, the funky drummer from 1970. Yeah, you know, to be honest, I thought this was this was gonna be number one. I thought Funky Drummer was the number one sampled uh, song in hip hop, but I guess it's number two. Who knew? Not me. <laughs> what else? I mean, we all know it's been on, but just list uh, some of the things. Well, they they have Sweet Tea and Jazzy bon- and Jazzy Joyce and It's My Beat. Yeah. They also have um, Public Enemies, Bring the Noise, uh, and Fight the Power. Uh, yeah. LL Cool J, Mama said yeah. knock you out. Yep. Uh, also, what's it called? Well, I don't know if, okay, um, forgive me, but but the song Boomin' System, uh, LL has a lyric that says, I got the funky drummer drumming. Yep. Yeah. No, yeah he, they use it. Yep. Yeah. So is he referencing like the fact that he uses it in his songs, you know what I mean? Uh, and then Big Daddy Kane's Mortal Kombat. Yeah. And Go Hard by Lethal Blaze featuring, is it Danielle? It beats me. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, and I think too, uh, what's it called? Um, th- th- that was the shot when uh, Too Short said, I, I uh, what did it say? I made uh, 
seven whole albums. Six, yeah, seven whole albums with no James Brown. Yeah, uh, a lot of a lot of people use that one. Oh and, yeah, um, huge. It, it it was kind of a a shot and an acknowledgement at the same time. You know. Yep. Yeah, some of the other ones on the list that I've seen because it it's been used in almost eighteen hundred songs. Um, Let Me Ride by Dr. Dre. Uh, you mentioned uh, Rebel Without a Pause, Fuck the Police, Mathematics, even the fucking Powerpuff Girls theme song. That's what it says on here. <laughs> Bring the Noise, um, Scarlet Begonias by Sublime. I love that song. It's a great fucking song. Um, it's one of those deep cuts. Booming System. Yeah, there you go. Booming System is on the list. Um, we can keep going, man. There's some Ed Sheeran used it on uh, Shirt Sleeves. From his uh, the Multiply album or the X album, whatever you want to call it, you know he does the whole mathematics thing with the X and the for times and the divide and the plus and the minus and yeah. equals to. Anyway, the yeah, this, no. <laughs> less than or equals to. <laughs> When's he gonna do the the greater than? <laughs> if that is his, <laughs> that might be his. What do you call it? His uh, his best of album is called the Greater Than. Greater than Ezra. No. <laughs> oh, Jacket for Beats is another one from by Ice Cube. But yeah, I mean the fucking the funky drummer. I think if if you're a hip hop head, if you know a funky drummer, because it's all over the fucking place. But that's not number one. What is number one? Number one, impeach the president by the Honey Drippers. Yeah, that's a badass fucking. You know, you know what that 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 beat reminds me of? The first thing I think of when I hear that beat is "Come and Talk to Me" by Jodeci. Well, I see what you're saying. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you know what? For me, and it, it's it's on the list. Okay, so the first one they give it to is um, "Notorious B.I.G." Unbelievable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, as much as I love Biggie, I'm not a, a, the most familiar with that song. But one of them is uh, "Audio Two's Top Billing." Oh that, that's yeah. That's what I heard. By yep. the way. Mm-hmm. I can hear that yeah. too. Yeah. And then uh then uh it's on De La Soul's Ring Ring Ring. And then who else do you got with that? Uh Diggable Planets, Rebirth of Slick, uh Crisscross Jump, Around the Way Girl. Oh yeah, it's it's that you know what? It's that hi hat, that open hi hat. Yeah. They hit the open hi hat, let it ring and then and close it. That that's the mm-hmm. that, and I get around by Tupac. And the message by Nas, I mean, it's sampled over what, like, what did it say, 6,000 times or something like that? Nah, it can't be that much. Mm. I don't know, does it say? No, it doesn't say it in an article I'm uh, reading. Gangsta Gangsta for, by NWA, Eric B is president by Eric B and Ra- featuring Rakim. Easy does it. Um, yeah, it, that, I I could yeah, I I understand I get it. Cool. Anything on the that not on the list that you thought would be on there? No, I was thinking Funky Drummer. That's the only thing that that comes to mind. But yeah, here's the Come and Talk to Me Radio Remix. The finally it's, it's Rebel of the Underground. Oh, kiss you back, kiss me, and I'll kiss you back. The fucking <laughs> the friend us and we'll friend you back. Hmm. Uses uh uses that uh that sound uh that loop the the sample 
Yeah. It's really good, man. That 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 open hi hat is fucking. You hear that a lot in hip hop. How about you? Any any anything that you know of that didn't make the list that you're like, oh, I hear that all the time. Yeah, for me, for especially because I'm a big fan of uh, West Coast uh, hip hop, is uh, the Funky Worm. Oh yeah, yeah, the, by the Ohio Players, right? Yeah. Yep. I mean, like uh, Ghetto Bird. Mm-hmm. You know that one has it. Um, a lot of uh, uh, Roger or Zap, Roger featuring Zap, oh, or yeah. Zap featuring there Roger. Yeah. Right. Was yeah. it uh Oh. Was it Diddy? Do what? Uh, blow that thing. Do what Diddy? Oh yeah, yeah. But I, I was thinking. I thought you meant uh, um, Puff Daddy. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, Diddy. No, yeah. and then, and then what? Well, the the Diddy by Paperboy sampled Roger. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but. and then and more bounce to the ounce was another one. Mm. Um, there you go. Yeah, and then there was uh what was that one? Um, ah, fuck. You mentioned Roger by Zap and oh oh uh, George Clinton man. George Clinton gets uh, sampled a lot too. I'm surprised he didn't make oh, yeah. the top ten. But I guess maybe that has to do with we're on the West Coast and uh, the West Coast, LA more specifically, uh, kind of pioneered the the G funk sound. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Cool man. Awesome. Good. Good list. Good list. Good list. Um, how's your beer treating you? Good. Gone. <laughs> yeah, mine's almost gone too. All right, we're going to rate our beers right now on Untapped. So just go to Untapped and search Cold Brew Podcast. And just like I mentioned with the Digital Underground, uh, friend us and we'll friend you back. Um, so you're going to have to spell this beer out for me, man, because I, I forgot. I know it was a Roush beer, but what's it called? I'm going to do um, the... Uh... The revised secret code military alphabet. (laughs) All right. right. Sphincter. (laughs) Chlamydia. Heroin. (laughs) Lesion. You're killing me, bro. Echinol. Nicotine. (laughs) Ketamine. I got it. I got it. I fucking got it. <laughs> is it is it a Marcin stuff? No, no, not this one. I don't think so. Yeah, I have the Achleron Rock beer. They have a uh, uh, double box. Oh, but you need cherry. You need cherry wood on top of it. Cherry wood smoke. Hmm. Wow. Schlicker. Yeah, I, dude, I don't, I have no idea how you pronounce that. It's also under a uh, rot beer, R O T B I E R. Schlenkerla and rot beer, you said? Yeah. R O T? Yeah. Oh, there it is. All right, cool. I got it. Mm. All right. Uh, 
All right. Uh, it's, it said one of our friends checked in on it. I just wanted to make sure it wasn't you. <laughs> uh, it was Patrick, no, it was Patrick M. Oh, wow. He, he liked it. What, what would you like to rate this beer at? I'm going to give it a four. I mean, this is a, it was a nice beer. The smokiness. I mean, that that's the, uh, the genre. I mean, yeah, it, it doesn't lag. I mean, what it was, it was a red lager with, with, with a uh, smoke. Yep. I mean, it came through as far as description and, and, and a good taste with it. Oh yeah, that's that's what rot means in German, right? Red, rot beer, red beer. Yeah. Very nice. All right, as we know, as an overall rating of four point zero six, and our friend Patrick M gave it a four point six or four point five. He liked it. He loved it. Uh, what what would you like to? What notes would you like to leave on this one? Um. Smoky. Mm-hmm. Um. What would I say? Malty. Okay. In Germany. <laughs> oh, save and check in. All right. I like when you say Germany. I don't know why. It's just, it just tickles me. All right. So mine is Got a Guy by Hot Butcher for the World. I, I fucking love this beer, man. This is a great beer. I'm going to give it a 4.7. Check in. Oh, no, that, that was checking on yours. Uh, back. Uh, let me see here. Got a... I was looking up got a guy. Got a guy. There it is. Oh, it's the overall rating of only 4.09. None of our friends have rated it. So we'll, we'll be the first. 4.6. They say 4.6. I said 4.7. I think this is great. This one is stony... Juicy and divine. I've been playing too much uh, Candy Crush. All right. Very nice. So follow us on Untapped, and you could see what we drink before the show comes out. All right. Uh, one thing I want to bring up on the uh, on our drunken shenanigans. Uh, speaking of drunken shenanigans. Because I got drunk today. Well, not really drunk because I was still able to um, pilot a motor carriage. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I went and uh, I had a brew day today with a, a new friend of ours, uh, Nate. Um, he is known as the Boozy Scientist on Instagram. Uh, I'm part of a little Instagram group. And we all chose to uh, bombard his house. With our presence as he brewed a beer. It was a Belgian Trappel. It was uh, it was fun, man. Had a good time. Um, and then it was kind of like an impromptu bottle share. We all bought some beers and we all um, enjoyed. I don't think I had a bad beer today. It was... And it ran the gamut from IPAs. I brought a uh, barrel-aged stout. Um, Nate had like a bunch of beers he had brewed. Like he had a seltzer, he had a sour, he had a Kolsch. It was it was a fun time, man. Had a good time. Uh, we brewed the the Belgian Trappel. Uh, it's he said it's probably gonna be like a seven point eight percent ABV. So we'll see. Um, and he he's gonna give us all some bottles uh, when when it's done. So. We'll we'll see uh, what it tastes like uh, when we get there, but um, yeah, it was fun. I I have helped brew beer. Like the one time I helped brew beer is when you and I went over to Golden State Brewery 
And what did we do? We j- all we did was just pitch the yeast, right? They were like kind of like almost done, and we just drank and hung out and just talked about beer. But I didn't really help. I know you've helped brew beer before. Like, have you helped the whole process or just part of the process? Um, just part of the process because I guess first of all. I thought you guys, you threw in the hops. I, I didn't think it was ready for the yeast yet. Oh, I thought we pitched the yeast. Maybe, maybe I pitched the yeast and that was it. Okay. Because, yeah, when I brewed beer at, at Gordon Biersch, um, we, 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 they didn't add the yeast yet. They, they wanted okay. to uh, to brew everything and get everything done and then do the yeast later. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, you know, we did the whole thing. He he already had it milled. He he didn't have a milling machine. He bought it, the grain already pre-milled. Uh, he did make his own uh, candy though, but he didn't wasn't satisfied with the way his candy turned out. So he bought some Belgian candy as well. So he he put some of his and some pre-bought Belgian candy into the uh, into the into the mix into the wort. And yeah, but it was like I was there for almost the whole fucking thing i was there first we were supposed to get he said he was going to start uh brewing at nine i got there at 905 i thought it was gonna be late and i was gonna be the last one there that was <laughs> i was the first one there and so we really didn't start brewing till about 9 30 9 45 but um it was fun man and, <laughs> and every step of the way i i kept asking him questions because like i didn't know like i don't want to pretend like i know what he's doing when i really don't you know, even though I have like a, uh, like wait, a, have you ever been on the Gordon Bears tour or no? No, yeah, no, yeah. We we did go on the tour, but we never talked about. That's right. That's up, that's up. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. That that that's that's the big thing though too is like the whole um, uh, I guess plant brewing or our big size brewing is, yeah. is way different than the home. Yeah. Oh yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. So yeah, I just kept asking questions because like I don't want to pretend I knew, even though I, I kind of know a little bit about brewing beer from just doing the podcast. You know, I've amassed knowledge, but I've never had any firsthand experience. So like every step, every step of the way, I'm like, hey, what are you doing now, and why are you doing this? And he, I think he appreciated it. So yeah, I think I'll be invited back. And it was fun, man. We, it was like about. Uh, nine or ten of us there and it was uh it was a good time man and then the bottle share was good i had some beers i never would have thought it to to try so um yeah i i hope i get invited back well i guess uh we'll wait and see see what the uh see what happens cool man mm-hmm. well i i took my my little tribe down to uh back to the central <laughs> coast to uh yeah Paso Robles, uh, California, to visit family, yep, yep. which was fun. Um, the infamous uh, Sal Dirt and Hot Chat, our cousins. Uh, mm-hmm. We all we all met up. Um, we all have families now, so it was a uh, it was fun. It was it was good to get the kids together. Um, you know, my girls being the youngest of the bunch um, got so much attention. It was it was great <laughs> <laughs> for them anyway. You know? They loved it. They probably loved yeah. it. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially my oldest one, she ate it up, and mm-hmm. then, uh, you know, it was just good, good times. Um, damn, you were supposed to remind me about something. I totally forgot now. Yeah, I know. I, I forgot too. Damn it. Uh, did you ever? Did you get to like Firestone Walker? Or, like, did you drink? I know oh, you guys yeah. drink beers. Shoot. Yeah. Um. 
Well, we we went there on Friday, and um, actually, LT from the Fresno faction, him and his wife, they met up with us. No, no, what fucking way? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so they met up with us. Yeah, they they hung out for the day. They went back to uh to my aunt's house. I mean, and got to visit. And yeah, hung out and yeah, but uh, but yeah, we we went to uh to Firestone for mm -hmm. uh, for lunch when we got there. It was hot. It was hot. It was hot. Oh um, yeah, yeah, the, the yeah, the whole Templeton Paso Robles area, yeah, it gets super fucking hot. Yeah. Um Yeah, but my my girls had a great time. Um then we, we went to Av uh, the the beach. Um Avila Beach. Yeah. Um Yeah, uh, my uh my older daughter, she, she loved the surf. She was just on the edge the whole time, letting waves hit her. I mean, yeah. it was cold, but she got used to it. And I, I was out there with her. My younger one, although nine times out of ten, she's the more adventurous one. She she just wanted to stay on the sand playing. I mean, she she wanted buckets of water to get wet sand, but that that was it. She she didn't she didn't care for the water. It was too cold for her. Yeah. Yeah, the the the, the whole California coastline, man. Until you get to San Diego, it's all fucking cold. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. But yeah, we, we take our girls to Carmel and, and Santa Cruz. So, yeah. Did you, uh, um, when you went to Firestone Market and for lunch, did you get anything like special? Anything you can't get like uh, in a can? Well, as far as I know, up here you can get um, the UDBA, the unfiltered double barrel ale. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, first of all, it's hard to get double, double barreled ale up here. Yeah. To begin with, at least for me. So the fact the unfiltered version, I like that one. Yeah, well, yeah. And I had their um I have one of their their Belgian offerings. Their, I had their triple or triple, mm. if you will. Yes. But yeah, I didn't want to start diving into the vintage series and stuff like that and just buying, you know, the three ounce tasters at the at the restaurant. It is <laughs> it's it, it gets uh, pricey real quick. Oh yeah. Yep. I would say the food there is great, by the way. If anyone gets a chance to go there the, for the food, uh, I mean, the beer alone is great, but the, the food uh, complements it pretty good. And, um, you know, I had a good time. We we actually stayed in Airbnb, even though we were all meeting together just because my, my cousins and, and their family and, and even my parents went too. So it just a uh, lot of room. So we, uh, we uh, got this little spot down the road and it, it worked out perfect. You didn't do a verbo? Not a whole verbo, just the Airbnb. <laughs> we it was a a section of a house that was really converted for for uh, hosting uh, r really nice amenities oh, what, and and uh, everything was thought of. Did Did you go to the Blue House again? No, no, no it was oh, different. Okay. It was a little All bit right. down the way. Still, still, that Blue House is fucking great, right? Yeah, it was. It wasn't available oh, okay. for whatever reason. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, I think we got lucky that, that one time we went because the fair was in town, right? The Mid-State Fair? It must have been. Yeah. You didn't hear the, the music from the hill? No, no. I couldn't say I did. Oh, okay. All right. For those of you that don't know, the Mid-State Fair is like one of the biggest attractions during the summer in the central coast section. So they get some really, some really like top notch bands there. Yeah. Or acts. I mean, yeah, I know like Pitbull came through during the week. Um, Oh wow. When, when I got there Friday night, it was a uh, sticks. 
Oh yeah, we you and I have seen them before though, right? Six, I don't remember seeing them before. I know I was there with the uh, with my ex, with my baby mama. It was sticks For and sticks? yeah, it was sticks and it was oh you know what it was I think it was uh, me and her and Hotshot. I think it was us. Yeah, okay. I, I don't think you were there. It was sticks and shoot, I forgot uh, Ario Speedwagon. <laughs> it was. <laughs> It was yeah, it was it was quite a it was quite a concert. Let's put it that way. But yeah, I I seen them there before. When it sticks and stones. <laughs> no, that you know that 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 might have been a good concert back in the eighties. <laughs> like uh, sticks and the Rolling Stones. <laughs> it was the Break My Bones tour. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think we we come up with a, a good concept, man. Like uh, two bands um, touring just for like a a, a joke just for the pun, yeah, yeah. Just for the pun title <laughs> for the tour title. Yes, yeah. <laughs> mm. All right, man. Um, anything else you'd like to bring up on this episode of Cold Brew? Mm. Nah, I think I'm good. I think we're good, yeah. All right, thank you for downloading yet again another Cold Brew Podcast. I am Greg, he is Sorcerer Chromatic, and we'd like to wish you cheers. Until next time. Come